Welcome back to Building a Fighter. My name is Dr. Austin Shane, sports chiropractor in Scottsdale, Arizona. With me, as always, badass strength coach in Denver, Colorado, Alex Friedman. What's shaking, bacon? How are we doing? Just living the dream. It's a Tuesday afternoon after work. Just chatting before we head to bed. Chatting before we head to bed. That's a, that's a nightly ritual. Me and Austin call each other to say goodnight every night from Phoenix to Denver. It's true. It's absolutely not. I'm not that soft. Well, kind of. Yeah, I got a soft Just center. on the inside. I got a soft little center. Alex, what are we talking about today? Uh, we're going to get into a little bit of like sports specification. Um, and the one entry point for this that we had talked about that we were scheming on right before the podcast is all right so you got a youth sport athlete he's maybe let's go anywhere from eight to 14 years old this is a big range but you can kind of classify that as like prepubescent youth athlete right Mm -hmm. should they specify their efforts into one sport or should they play multiple sports and try and gain a a well-rounded approach loaded question yeah let's go i want simple (laughs) answers don't give me this it depends bullshit no, um, um, I think there's a big range between eight and 14 though. Uh, it depends on a couple things. The first thing being, what does the, what does the kid want? What, what does the kid want to do? Does he want to play multiple sports? Does he, is he so invested in one thing? He he's hyper-focused on say wrestling, hyper-focused on wrestling. All he wants to do is be on the mat. Cause is that a bad thing? If you have him specialize in that, because that's what he loves to do. You're not trying to drag him into practice. He's dragging you there. But on the, on the other end of the spectrum, we it's seen time and time again, the answer should probably be let the kid play as many sports as possible. Since when are you the one to be political and try and cushion your answers, man, (laughs) kids should play every sport, any season, all the time. I hate sports specificity. So you're saying like a like a Spencer Lee who <laughs> So I'm not pro- saying okay, so if Spencer Lee's a prodigy, right? And yeah. we talk about like he's, you know, winning nationals for anywhere and everywhere from, you know, 10-year-olds and up. Um I'm not saying that he needs to fucking go play baseball in the summer. Like sure that might be fun for him, whatever. If he wants to, go ahead. Like that might give him some extra benefits or social release, mental release, whatever. But what I, what I think would be practical, like even if he loves wrestling and like you said, he's the kid that wants to be in the room all day. Like we should give him seasons of freestyle seasons of Greco. We should give him season of folk style. Like, right. Right. I feel like the, there has to be variety at some point. Like we should let him venture into jujitsu. We should um, teach him some like ju- judo or sambo throws like variety, I think is going to keep athletes interested in entertaining specifically youth athletes, like youth athletes, want nothing more than to be engaged and to be i mean for lack of a better term entertained right and entertain them with good technique and with hard practice and intensity sure that's fine but if that's all you have is the intensity and the will to win and this kind of like sport ethic that we all grow up with you see it more often than not there's burnout there's injuries there's ton of negative consequences um again you just made a good point right there or at I don't even think you tried to, but I feel as though like ball sports are a little bit different than combat sports because people see all combat sports as one thing. Right. But we always talk about sports specificity and try like wrestlers need to be off the mat for a certain amount of times. They should go play football. They should go like do track or you could stay on the mat and just do a different set of skills. You can try jujitsu. You could maybe put boxing gloves on, do that. Maybe do judo. Like you were saying, 
there's a difference between wrestling and all of these different disciplines. But for the most part, as from this kind of argument, all combat sports are viewed as one. Typically, when you're talking to a wrestling parent to say, hey, you need your kid off the mat. Not necessarily is my point. You might be able to just switch how you're using the mat. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I mean, like you said, and honestly, like from wrestling my whole life and like, I don't know, I I never knew anything about jujitsu until probably 2018. Maybe that's aggressive, maybe like 2016. But started doing jujitsu and it like blew my mind. It's like, and one of my assistant coaches actually said it to me the best. He says, he's like, yeah, where wrestling ends, jujitsu starts. Yeah. And I'm like, that's exactly right. And so it just, again, opened up a whole new threshold for me to roll and have scrambles with and really enjoy. So again, that could be a, a good benefit for your youth kid that needs a different outlet rather than win, win, win. We're going to the next nationals. Now you got to go wait for this nationals. Now you got to win here. Like, which is more common than you thought you laugh because it's true. Right. I laugh because yeah, that's, that's how I grew up. You're right. You know, <laughs> and like, and I, and to be fair, that's why I, I see both sides because I loved how I, like, I didn't, I didn't like the other sports. I loved wrestling. Yeah. That's what I wanted to do all the time. And that's why I chose to do it. But do you I, think you I do? Well, been... uh, I do think I was, I am a worse athlete overall athleticism yeah. because I only wrestle. Do you think but your wrestling in any way suffered because of that? I don't think so. I think yeah. I, that's a good point. I think for, and that's another point is different sports require different tasks, right? Yeah. Wrestling, you, you need to be as comfortable on the mat as possible. I probably would have, instead of trying to get out of sports specificity, and I probably would have done well doing jujitsu too, because I'm a scrambly wrestler. So that would have probably added to my creativity and would have made me a better wrestler on the mat. And that's just cross training and cross training between combat sports. Yeah. And I think cross training is like hugely undervalued. I mean, obviously there's a recent kick of like the whole like quote unquote cross training, but all cross training is, is training a set of skills in a different context. Yeah. Right. So if I think about cross training, like anything outside of your, your skill practices is cross training. Right. And (laughs) even when I think about MMA, like wrestling or boxing or whatever, like, all right, so we can think about boxing, wrestling. What's a common thing? Footwork. Okay. Footwork's important. Um, How do I have better footwork, better lateral movement, better rotational movement? Like, all right, let's go play. You know, I can play baseball, ton mm-hmm. of lateral movement, rotational power. All right, let's go play soccer. Okay. Talk about footwork, right? Tennis. To the max rotational power, tennis, huge change of direction, you know, ability. Like, and I mean, wrestlers hate on basketball, but basketball, lateral movement all day into vertical force and power development. Bro, I'll tell you, I've been playing basketball recently. Basketball is way more tiring than I thought it was. Basketball Maybe it's because I'm so out of shape, fun, dude. But basketball is a lot of fun. And, I used to dog on basketball players. I'm like, you fucking pussies. All you gotta do is run up and down the court, bro. My lungs are going. I'm going to tell you <laughs> why he is a tired playing basketball, Austin. Cause I have well, no skill and only effort. A hundred percent. I was going to say you're every wrestler that's played basketball ever. Like you have no finesse in your shot or your drive, or you're not tactical at anything. You just try and run circles around people. Which it was funny. I was, it was me, Lisa yesterday. It was me, Lisa. And then this other guy who he's kind of like me, where just a little bit more spastic and just a decent athlete, but doesn't know how to play basketball. And Lisa's like, at one point I just let you guys keep running around and I knew you guys were going to drop them because you weren't going to get tired and they would. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, honestly though, like there's a value to that, right? 
like you can work hard at anything that you do, but like to understand the game, understand the technical advantage of doing one thing differently um, in any context, like in a basketball sense, like, all right, you can learn how to make a layup in two steps versus do the circles around your opponent. Right. And then you could translate that into like wrestling, like good wrestlers are way more efficient in their attacks, right? Left-handed dribbling. That's helped me a lot. I, when I learned how to like for me, because I'm not naturally ambidextrous. So what people don't know about like chiropractic is like, if you're adjusting, you have to be proficient to both sides. You can't just be good with your right hand and only adjust the right side of the neck. That's not how the fuck that works. So I had to get good at using my left hand. And that's, that's how I did is I would dribble around a basketball. And like, I got pretty good at dribbling back and forth with my left hand doing lefty layups and stuff like that. But that's how I learned motor skills. You know how much better I would have been as a wrestler if I could use my left side better. Dude, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. Every wrestler should practice every move on both sides. Like you you can have a better side and you can have, whatever your preferred attack and preferred side, but like you have to be able to threaten on both sides, you know? And that's, I don't know, that's a little high school wrestling coach coming out of me. The bane of my existence is a lefty high crotch. I can't hit that to this day. I've probably drilled it 10,000 times. I can't hit it right, right now. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, and that's exactly what I think like in youth sports, like I have a lot of youth athletes that come and see me in my strength and conditioning practice. And like, it's great that they're getting exposed to the weight room and strength and conditioning. And like, I mean, this is probably somewhat of an ad against myself, but like youth athletes generally aren't going to get stronger, right? Like they don't have the hormones for it. Like we can coordinate them better and we can give them some neural stimulus, which they will get better at lifting weights, AKA or a little more weight, but we're not creating actual muscle to, tissue changes or training adaptations to that end. But when youth athletes come and see me and if they're sports specific or they have one or two sports that they play, the biggest thing that I can give them is variability and different movement skills. And I can give them a context for why would you need this skill, right? Or we can develop this skill and cross train you. So that comes into play in your, you know, specific sporting endeavors. Dude, that's, that was one of my favorite things. I had a trainer, one of my first trainers, uh, like fitness trainer, like us, strength conditioning coach was a guy named Derek. And we would do all these fun drills, like, like kind of like a spike ball type thing or like games yeah. and stuff. But the best part, or at least to me, cause I'm a fucking nerd was at the end, he would sit us all down and he would explain, this is why we played this game. This is what you're supposed to get from it. Yeah. This is why you get like, why you get this. And do you understand that games can also be used for a purpose? Games can be good and they can make you better. Yeah. And we did, we did that like once a week and he would just sit us down. It's like, Oh, this is, he would talk about change of direction. He was also a track coach. He would talk about like, why for this, we had to do an a skip to go get the dodgeball or something like that. And you know, I'm going to, I'm going to stop you right there. Track coaches don't really ch- coach change of direction. No, I was talking about the A skip into. I know. I just like to fuck with you because there's zero change of direction in a track. I, know, I, I get it. He's a strength and <laughs> coach and a track coach. All right. Anyway, no, I, I 100% love that ethic. And something I stole from all my jujitsu classes 100% is when I get done with my youth athletes and they're like, one, what'd you learn or get better at today? I ask them and they have to verbally and verbalize, and which is sometimes a hurdle, and tell me what we practice, what they got better at, what skill they learned or whatever. The second question is like, what'd you have fun doing? Right. Cause that's going to stick out in their head way more. It's like, I love playing this game. Okay. What'd you gain from that game? You know? Oh, it was fun. It's like, Oh, did you realize that if we, you know, 
hit our good change of direction position when you grab the tennis ball, like you're more efficient and faster. Right. So uh, definitely like recapping and summarizing and, and everything like that. But like I said, that's in a microcosm, right? We're making that game to practice the skill on a macro level. That's playing another sport, like point blank. How so many the, how many of those kids say uh, nothing when you ask that question? I don't let them. They can't leave until they tell me. <laughs> don't say that on a podcast, Alex. No, shut up. Um, but no, I think, yeah, playing a multiple sports, like let's say we have a baseball athlete in our midst or whatever, and they want to specialize and play baseball in college or whatever. Right. If I can get them to, you know, step on a wrestling mat once or twice, like they could probably understand position better. Maybe that's going to help them in their fielding, get a little bit lower in their stance, you know, moving their feet as they feel the ground ball. Right. It's just, well, dude, actually a really cool case. Sorry to cut you off, but no, I just got told about it today. Um, a really cool case was there's a guy, he's either a lineman or yeah, I, I'm assuming he's a lineman, but somebody saw him. He's at fight ready. He's doing Greco wrestler, like Greco lessons with Mark Madsen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just some, Ed, some big NFL lineman learning how to hand fight, learning how to move and how to swim on in somebody else's territory where he's completely uncomfortable, never wrestled before from what I heard, Dude. but seeks out some from the best and can get instruction on something in cross training. That's going to make him so much better at his sport. Talking, yeah. Talking to a wider population, anybody that wants to play football, like wrestling could not give you a better base. Yeah. Uh, I'm a huge fan and I follow some guys, you know, like rugby strength coach. He's a little more sarcastic and than about that, but then, um, yeah, he's funny. But, and then there's a guy, Art of Coach Development. Um, God, I forget his name, but uh, we'll put it in the show notes, but he's actually the head of American football youth development. Right. And yeah. so he teaches a lot of this type of stuff, but hand fighting, wrestling, and then rugby, learning to tackle without pads yeah. are some of the best skills you can give any football player ever. Right. And it's almost to the point, like if you're not teaching grappling leverage and hand fighting to your linemen on a football team, you're being negligent. Right. right? So you're doing them a disservice. Hundred percent. Yeah. No, and that's that's a that's a, is a good point for wrestlers to also do football too because it's going to train you in that linear agility. It's going to or sorry that linear speed. It's also going to train you just to be more explosive. And it gives you the one thing that I think if you are going to do any sort of cross training, if you aren't going to sport specify, make them do a team sport and an individual sport. Yeah. Or do a, a team sport point. or an individual sport. Another great because point. That was something I I wrestled since I I stopped playing baseball when I was thirteen and then only well I did golf for one semester but and you ran cross country don't forget that, about was, that, a, cross that was a middle school uh, um I crushed it though um but anyways so doing a team sport I really only had wrestling which kind of is a team sport but I think I would have benefited a lot from football or something like that where it's like a real team sport where you have to rely on somebody else. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, that's going to do nothing but enhance your social <laughs> ability your leadership capabilities, your uh, teamwork and ability to work with other people to accomplish a unified goal. Like, mm-hmm. you know, wrestling is like a pseudo team sport in a sense. Um, and many are, but having, like you said, 11 players on the field, five basketball players on the field, nine baseball players, whatever you have, you have to rely and work with somebody and it takes away the almost like the the urge to bring other teammates down, right? Like if mm-hmm. if you're let's say your 97 pounder goes out and gets stuck when he never should have, it's a lot easier to tell him to eat shit or whatever and be negative right. to him. Versus like if you're on a football field and your tackle misses a block and then you have a loss of yardage, 
Like you can't tell him to eat shit. You can't be super negative to him because then he's just going to let guys blow through or he's going to get down and then play worse, which is detrimental to the whole team. Right. So you can make that argument a little bit for wrestling, but that was one of my biggest growth experiences, you know, on my high school football team. Not that I was great at football or anything, but I was team captain. And Going back to the glory days. I know, right? Look at me. I'm already reminiscing. It's about to be my high school, 10 year high know, school. Dude, that's nuts. It's scary. Um, but being team captain on my football team, like actually taught me how to lead. It taught me how to, um, you know, lead from example. Like I was scared to death of team speeches, you know, at the end when you have to bring everybody to talk together. And now as a coach, I do them daily. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of value in what you said, getting involved in a team sport and an individual sport um, on the opposite side of that. You know, I feel like a lot of athletes don't know how scary or how vulnerable it is to know that everything is on your shoulders. You know, yeah. like what you do, whether you win yeah. or lose is like all up to you. Yeah. Oh, you're oh, you're talking about going from a team sport to an individual yeah, sport. From yeah, from the opposite perspective. Like, say we have yeah. a football player that wrestles for the first time. It's like, you know, you lost and you lost. There's, right. no There's nobody out. to blame. Right. So I, I think that in and of itself is a, a great lesson, you know, because let's say I'm like a DB on a, a football team. Like, I can get beat a play and beat over the top and give up a touchdown. But, like, one touchdown doesn't end the game. Right. On the wrestling mat, I get thrown in my back and pinned. I get thrown, I'm fucked. You're done. And, you know, again, there's no mistaking it. Like, it's on you. Um, so it teaches a lot of accountability and ownership over your process in that regard, which is it's, another. It's crazy that people have never. It's crazy to me that people have never felt that because that was that is my favorite part about sport. That what, what you just talked about right there. That's what I loved most about wrestling. And it's yeah. crazy that some people will never experience that ever. Yeah, it's real. It's real. Yeah. Again, you go through life and you meet a ton of people that have just never learned personal accountability. Well, not even that. It's just, well, yeah, I guess it is that, but just you versus something else. It's yeah. like, it's almost like a David versus Goliath sometimes. And mm-hmm. Hey, you still have a fucking chance to win. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's interesting too. And I mean, everybody's poured over this quote, but like when uh, it's like true when Dan Gable said, after you've wrestled, everything else in life is easy. Yeah. Right. Cause you've already gone through the fire. You know what it's like to be the mayor and you know what it's like to be the garbage man. Like mm-hmm. it's on you. So whenever you face another challenge in life, you're not going to look to something and say, well, who else is going to help me do this? It's yeah. like, yeah, buck up, you know? So, um, dude, I wouldn't have started a business, right? I, I guarantee if I didn't wrestle my whole life and just learned like, Hey, f- fuck, nobody's going to cry for you. If you hurt, nobody's going to cry for you. If you lose, like it's on you just get better. I wouldn't yeah. have done any half the shit I did in life so yeah. far. Just wrestling is so cool and teaches you. It's not just wrestling, but individual accountability sports, those solo mm-hmm. sports. They teach you so much about not just like how to push forward, but about yourself and what you do. Do you crumble under pressure or can you nut up and, and just do the damn job? Yeah. Which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. You learn a lot about how you operate too. You know, there's a, you know, in sports psychology, we've had Darren on and we should have him back on, but when you talk about like best states for performance, there's a, a term called individual zone of optimal functioning, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, how jacked up do you need to be at your best? Because it's different from me to you, right, Austin? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I know personally, I want to be calm and joking and hanging out before I go have fun and wrestle, right? And then I wrestle my best. Like, that's when I've had my best matches is when I just let it fly. Right. I've been hanging. And, and uh, 
I don't know specifically about you, but some people got to like put the fucking metal in their earphones and get jacked up. They're going to war. Mm-hmm. It, you know? and it blows my mind. There's I, I I'm like you, dude. And I, I was listening to like Ben Rector type music before I go. And I used to listen to my senior year of high school. I listened to fucking like classical music before I went out. Cause I thought I was smart and read a study. You're, you're silly. I was just being a dumb fuck. Um, but I want to be as chill as possible. But then we had a couple teammates that, I mean, like Zach Tooley, like, Zach Tooley had to be listening to some like fucking screamo metal (laughs) shit before he walked out there and beat the shit out of another heavyweight. Like he was, he was always in the zone and you can tell like something about it just made him ready. Yeah. But it's different. Yeah. Again, it's different from people to people. It's different from sport to sport. It's different. So learning that about yourself, you can put yourself in a different context, you know, because I'd say a lot of like high school football players just do what everybody else does or fucking dry scoop creatine into their mouth and wait for the run you know, fire pregame speech you yeah. know? and so it's like cool but maybe that ain't you you know nope. so um you learn a little bit about yourself playing other sports and i don't know for me that's been always a fun and i'll always continue to pursue other sports like um one of the most fun times i've ever had playing sports period was an intramural sand volleyball tournament <laughs> you know i played with Tuhei and some other girls <laughs> and <laughs> like that one um but we got third in the tournament and like i mean there's just two wrestlers and we had no business yeah. making it this far or whatever but i had so much fun like and to this day i'll play spike ball or volleyball any day of the week you know so dude i love spike ball spike ball is so fun also probably the best warm up ever created before any sort of session. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So uh, we need to start incorporating that more. Yeah. Once I have the new space, spoiler guys, I'm getting, we're getting new space. Haha. Um, once I get the new space, it's going to be fucking sick. There's enough space that I could actually warm people up with spike ball. And if I have my groups that I want to plan through, then I'll always like have like, I always like working with really three people at a time. Three to four is a good number for me. Three just so you can play spike ball. Well, yes, now it's going to be. Dude, I have shamelessly. <laughs> Made kids set out so I can play spike ball. <laughs> it's like I have a group of okay. four athletes. It's like, all right, you're, you're gonna watch this game. Sorry, buddy. I know I did that at Valiant when I used to help. Like my first year down here, when I helped with them, they yeah. would play. That was when spike ball was really popular. And I just, I literally, I just grabbed Tanner, the bigger kid at the time, and I'm like, let's just take that one and start there, so nobody else can play. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, I guess that's all. Yeah, that's all I have to say about. That's all all I got to say about that. Well, that's all I got to. So if you guys got to get in contact with us, hit us up in the show notes. We have our emails and our Instagrams. If you need any strength and conditioning programs and or low back program, hit up buildingafighter.com. We have seven programs, low back program, and we also have a blog there that houses our in-house content. So check that out, buildingafighter.com. This is Dr. Austin Shane. Alex Freeman. And we are out. Out.